Right, morning. morning. Uh, This is the first time I've spoken uh, in this uh, new building. And I have to say, I'm not really a health and safety man, but I thought I might just have to do a few health and safety checks because I was thinking to myself, I've been looking at this beam. (laughs) So I was just uh, wondering what I can do and what I can't do. And uh, uh, we're okay. I think I can raise my hands, can't I, without uh, (laughs) causing any problems. But I was was looking at that over several weeks thinking, I wonder what I can do and what I can't do. Okay, this this morning, um, I'm just going to have a look at a phrase in Acts chapter 4, okay? And uh, I've just been listening to what what others have been saying over the the past weeks, but but this this phrase in Acts 4 has come to me, and I I want us to look at it. And basically what's happened is um, uh, the the Holy Spirit has come in power, and um, uh, obviously there's 3,000 that have come into to know the Lord, and we've got uh, Peter and John who have just healed a, a lame man. It's the first miracle after Pentecost, and they've just healed a, a lame man, and um, uh, he was uh, running around leaping and praising God. And uh, then, then Peter and John are called before the religious rulers who were, who were not particularly happy about this, and they... they uh, uh, they're asking them to explain. But the, the one verse I want to look at, and I, I encourage you to read uh, chapters uh, 3 and 4 in your own time because there's, there's some really interesting uh, just passages and sayings that we're going to look at today. There's a couple. But the first one I want to look at is, is Acts 4, verse 13. And it says this. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished. And this is it. And they recognised that they had been with Jesus. They recognised that they had been with Jesus. Now, I, I, was, uh, I, I was reading that, and I was, it made me think of, made me think of uh, Peter when he denied Jesus. And uh, uh, that the people were saying, you were with Jesus, weren't you? You were with Jesus. Uh, but I, but I, I actually did a bit of study here and went, went to... Um, the concordance and all that sort of stuff. I went to the original text to, to understand what that word meant when they said they recognised. Because this is, this is greater than just recognition. And to be honest, our translation isn't great. Now, I'm going to say this word once, and I may say it. It may not be right, but it's, it's called epigenosco. Okay, that's the original. And what that means, it means knowing full well with participation. Okay? So if you put that... If you put that in, that in what I've just read, and they recognised that they'd been with Jesus, they knew full well these disciples had been with Jesus and they participated in the gospel of Jesus. That brings in a whole different meaning, doesn't it, that does? And it's quite, it's quite amazing. And I have to say, it, uh, it excited me, that did. I can see it's excited you. Okay? Okay? And participating in the gospel of Jesus Christ is important, okay? Jim was talking to us last week about are we in the game, okay? Are we in the game? And I, I don't want to go down that avenue. Jim spoke on that. But, but my, my question to you is, are we active? Are we participating in the gospel today? Are you and I participating? And this isn't to make you feel bad. This is just for, just for you to question, okay? Are you participating? Are you epigenosco, whatever it is? Okay, I don't know if somebody's sitting there, that's not how you pronounce it, but uh, <laughs> okay? Because what had happened to these disciples, because when you, when you look at it in Acts earlier, it, it's, well, read that, it says they were bold, 
Uh, people were astonished by them. They were uneducated. They were thick. You know, there's a modern translation for you. But something had happened to them, okay, that changed them dramatically, okay? And I think, you know, Bill, a couple of weeks ago, was talking about Acts 1. And I, I thought there was a section in that where Bill was just in the Spirit of God, wasn't he? And that was the power of, of the Holy Spirit just speaking through him about the resurrection power and the coming of the Spirit. And that's what these had, okay? The power of the resurrection and the Holy Spirit, the new man, the new covenant, okay? And I think these, these disciples probably knew more about Jesus in the hour after Pentecost than they did with three years walking with him. Okay? Why? Why? Because Jesus was no longer beside them. The presence of God was in them. Okay? Okay? Was within them. Okay? Just have a little think about it. Okay? Before this, what happened? Okay? They were, they were men that were running, men that were denying, scattering. Okay? And that was three months ago. Three or four months ago. But now we see boldness. People are astonished at what they've got. And that's because of the power of God in them. So these men not only knew the gospel, but they were participating in it. Now, I've, uh, um, I've been in various different churches in, in my life and, you know, um, uh, different things, different inputs. And, you know, you can say that, well, that Jesus, uh, Jesus doesn't need us to do anything. <laughs> and, uh, and, but, but that's his plan. He wants to use us. Okay, he doesn't need us, but he wants to use us. He wants to flow through us, okay? But at the other end of the scale, we can also think, well, we can do everything. We can, you know, and I, and I hear people talk about, oh, you know, we want to see healings and all that sort of stuff. I, I, I want to see that, but we don't see that without Jesus. And sometimes I think we, we think about doing that in our own strength, okay? When we see Jesus, we will see those things. We can't bring them on. He can, okay? So... How are we doing? Okay, I don't want to focus on works here, but I want us to focus on Jesus. And I, the other day, I was here, I was here at Advance, and uh, uh, it was interesting because Emmanuel was here, and it was a great time, and he's a great man, Emmanuel. And I'll be honest with you, I've never spoken to the chap, but I've heard him, I've heard him speak, and I know he's a man of God. And I know there's people here who know him a lot better than I do. But when he was speaking the other day, this, this uh, verse came to me. Same, same account in Acts 3. And it says this. It's when the, the, people of, the people who had saw this miracle were looking at Peter and John and said, uh, were amazed and thinking, what's going on? And Peter and John said to them, men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Why do you stare at us? And I sometimes think we can, we can do that. You know, we, we, we look at a manual, don't we, and think, what an amazing ministry. Okay? But where's his ministry from? It's from Jesus. Okay? And he's a man of God. Okay? And I think to myself, folks, why do we stare? Why do we wonder? Okay, now I could turn that round to us and I could say, men and women of hope, why do you wonder and why do you stare? It's time for us to know Jesus ourselves. 
okay, and walk in the resurrected power of Jesus. I'm not, I'm not, when I say that, I'm not talking about Emmanuel as such, I'm talking about us, because he's got an amazing ministry, but, but so can you, in a different way, okay? You understand what I'm saying? I've, I've got lots of open mouths, and have I said, have I said something wrong? I don't, good? Okay, <laughs> okay, but this, yeah, yeah, well, I just realised it can be a bit contentious. So this isn't Emmanuel, it's the power of God flowing through him. And when you read this, we're going to come back to this, because it says, men, why do you wonder this? Why do you stare as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Okay? We're going to come back to that phrase, because I think it's key. And uh, I may have said that before, but, but, but the God in these things is essential. You know, John and um, Peter uh, declared um, Jesus of Nazareth did this. Okay, and Emmanuel does the same, doesn't he? It's all about it's all about the power of God. Okay, so we'll park that, but we're going to come back to that a bit later. Okay, so what is the gospel, folks? Sorry, good news. Thank you. Anything else? Come on, talking about participation here, and you're all sat there like dummies. Come on, what is the gospel? Sorry, hope. Power of God. It's the good news of? Jesus. Say again. Life to its fullest. Life to its fullest. Okay. These are all good, aren't they? Okay. Oh, we like that one, don't we? Okay. Not, not, I'm saying I don't like the others. <laughs> okay. Okay. But it is the good news of Jesus, isn't it? Okay. And what, what, what do we think of in that? We think of the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus is key, okay? And I, I, I want to say to you, in those things, Jesus participated in that to save me and you. Okay? He saw a world that had been ruined, and he participated, not just knew it, participated in it, that we may be saved. Oh, my goodness, we've got life in the church. <laughs> okay, got one believer. And I, I want to say to you, never, ever outgrow your need of the gospel. Never outgrow it. Because it's not just the way you've been saved and you bank it. It's your strength, it's your power, and you need it every single day. Okay? And sometimes we can just sit on it and bank it. All right? But it's, it's our every day. It's our every day. And we, I just want to look at the things of the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. And they're essential, okay? That's how Jesus participated to save me and you. And if we want to be believers, okay, we have to go through these things ourselves. Okay, I was... I was uh, uh, well, we'll come back to that in a minute. We're coming back to lots of things. We're all over the shop this morning. But the, the birth, the birth, what was the birth of Jesus all about? Okay. It was a birth, it was a miracle birth, okay, where, where uh, Mary, I was forgetting Jesus' mother's name, <laughs> where, where Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit, okay? Conceived by the Holy Spirit. What are we born into? When we were born, we're born into sin, aren't we? We're born into sin, we're sinners by nature, we commit sin, we're under sin because of Adam, Okay? 
But then what happens? Reborn. Reborn. Okay. What does that mean? Sorry? We're born into Jesus. Our DNA changes. Okay? So, so we are now the bloodline of Christ. Okay? It's important that you think of this every day. Okay? Because you are the bloodline of Christ. The presence of God is now within us. Okay? So the presence of God is within us. Okay? And we've been transferred from sin to righteousness. Okay? So I often hear this phrase, we're sinners by, saved by grace. It's a nonsense. It's an absolute nonsense. We're now saints. We've been taken from sin into righteousness. It's a gift from God. Okay? So sin is no longer within us. You know, look at Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were made in the likeness of... Where was sin? In the, it was outside. It was external. And they allowed that to come in. Folks, sin is external for us today. And we, we've got the power of God to overcome. We will fall. We will stumble. But we go to a father who's righteous and saying, come to me. Let's restore. Okay? We are in a different place. Okay? Amen. We're in a totally different place. Richard the other day was talking about walking with God. Don't cease walking because we are born again. Okay? Jesus went through that birth and so have you. Okay, but we do believe nonsense that when we sin, oh, I've done it again, done it again. And, but we, we have been made righteous. We're in the family of God. That is exciting. Okay. All right. Okay, so that's really, really important. And I, I want to encourage you to seek him rather than seeking something. But just keep remembering that, that we've been transferred from sin to righteousness. And you know what? There are times when I mess up because I'm deceived by stuff. But I've got a father who says, come on, let's go again. Let's go again. So I don't have to keep whipping myself and saying I'm not good enough. I'm not righteous. Okay? Because we've been made righteous through him. And that's why we need him every day. Okay? Because we have to keep reminding ourselves. And do you know what you are? You're a saint. You're a child of God. And you're accepted. Have that. And, and, and go on that every day. That's why we need it every day. Okay? The death, the death, the cross of Jesus was a sacrifice for us. Okay? And the root of that was love. The root of that was love. And he died the death he deserved. Uh, we deserved. <laughs> the death we deserved. Okay? Okay? Woohoo! <laughs> okay? And I came across a quote the other day which was really interesting. It says, Jesus was the deadest man who ever lived. Jesus was the deadest man who ever lived. So he was dead to money, dead to pride, dead to self, dead to sin. Okay? And that is a challenge to me. Okay? And it's going to be a challenge to you. Why is it important that Jesus died? It's not a trick question, folks. It's just fairly simple. It's the basics of the... Why is it important? Yeah? Okay. But there's no death, there's no resurrection. Okay? Jesus didn't die. We can't talk about resurrection. Okay? The same with you and me. If we don't die to things, we won't see resurrection. Okay? We won't see resurrection. And I want to say to you, you've got to be really careful about selfishness and self-righteousness. And those are things that we need to die to. 
Okay? I'm not here telling you to die to things, folks. You've got to work that out yourself. Okay? That's between you and God. But there's got to be death to stuff. Okay? And you think right at the beginning with, with, with Adam and Eve, in some respects, they, they tried to avoid a death, didn't they? They got fig leaves. Okay? And God rocked up with some, with some cloths that covered the whole lot of them. They probably just had the fig leaves in you know where. Okay? Because they thought through self-righteousness they, they could do it. Okay? And then Jesus came along with an animal covering that covered them. Okay? Death is important. Okay? And that's important for us. Okay? And you consider, you know, you, you're going to have a look at the, the, the fig tree later on. What was Jesus actually saying about that? Perhaps he's talking about our self-righteousness. Okay? And I want to say, you've got problems with self-righteousness. Shall I tell you why I know you have? Because I have. Okay? And it's something we've got to be really careful of. And selfishness. Okay? When you come in this church, think of others. Okay? Get your eyes off yourself. Start dying. <laughs> Just like Jesus did. Okay? Because that's where your joy will come. That's where the resurrection power will come. But the issue is we struggle dying. Okay? I'm talking to myself here. And as I talk to myself, I can talk to you. <laughs> because I can go down with you. <laughs> but, but the importance of dying. Okay? This is the gospel of Jesus. The birth, the death, and then the resurrection. Okay? The resurrection, okay? What happened at the resurrection? Somebody's going to sit there. Jesus rose again victorious. <laughs> Goodness me. Okay? He conquered death, okay? He was resurrected and he breathed on his disciples and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And Acts is a fantastic book, isn't it? Where you see the birth of the church, these men of power, Okay, these men of power who, who I, I almost don't feel good saying the men of power. They were men connected with Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's what they were. Men and women, sorry. I said, yeah, when I say men, I mean men and women. Okay, Woo. <laughs> okay, but, but surely there can't be an unchanged life. Was Peter the same? Was John the same? Okay. I mean, I imagine that Peter and John actually didn't get on with each other. I mean, John was a bit of a dreamer. Peter was a bit of a fighter, a scrapper. And there they are going to the temple together to pray. The power of God, that is. Okay? Some of you need the power of God to get on with me. That's the reality. Okay? That's what we're talking about. Okay? In its simplest form. That's what we need. We need... God's power to die to things so we can see the resurrected life, okay? In all sorts of things. And we need that on a daily basis. We need that on a daily basis. Why? So that we're kingdom-minded, we're spirit-filled, and we're in relationship with God. Okay? So when I go back to that, uh, the uh, why do you wonder at this, why do you stare at us, and it goes, it goes the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I was going to get, I was going to get the, uh, the Thomases out. So I was going to get Richard Thomas, Joel, and the young lad, and we got the three generations just like that. But uh, Richard's gone. Yeah. Little one's in the crash, so it's all gone pear-shaped. Okay. okay. Now, if I said to you about Abraham, what were the key points of Abraham's life? Participation, folks. Come on. Faith. Okay, I'll give you faith. Okay. Obedience. 
Went on a journey. What did he leave? Okay. All right. Okay. There's another key word. What did God say about the man? Righteous. Righteous. Okay. Abraham went for new birth. He left his family. He left his country to follow God, and God called him righteous. That's what we were talking about in new birth, wasn't it? He left his influence of his family and country, okay, to follow God. That's really important. Okay, the two greatest influences in your life are your family and your country. Okay, Abraham laid those to one side to follow God. I encourage you to do the same. He had to have the DNA of Father God. Okay, and that's what we're called to do. Called to do. You know, if I was say, if, uh, if we pretend Richard Thomas is here, Joel's here, I'd be saying to Joel, like, I don't want you to be like your father. I want you to be like Father God. Okay, done a great job bringing you up, Joel. But, but it's not to be like Richard, is it? Because now you've got the bloodline of Christ. Become like Father God. Okay? I say that, you know, my kids, you wince when you see them doing things that you think, oh, that's from me. Become like Father God. Okay? Not like me. Okay? All right? Okay, so that, that, is, that was Abraham getting new identity, wasn't it? What about Isaac? What did Isaac do? This is a bit more tricky, this one. There's not a lot about Isaac in the Bible, is there? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going for that. What did, what did, oh, this is, our Bible knowledge here is, uh, he was willing, he's willing to be sacrificed, yeah, yeah. But what, what, what happened with Isaac is God provided for him all the time. So God provided him a wife, but he also provided him a lamb. Okay, Jehovah Jireh, I provided a lamb. So basically, Isaac didn't do a great deal in his life other than receive from God. Here's a wife and here's a lamb. Thank you very much for those. Okay? Amazing. Okay? So in some respects, Isaac was dead to other things and allowed God to provide for him. Wow, what a place to be. What a place to be. I'm waiting for the provision of God. Okay? Something theological, John, or... uh, (laughs) okay do you understand what I'm saying there it's death to to what we want what we think we need and allowing God to provide okay you don't don't read much about Isaac but other than those two massive points okay and then the God of Jacob what do we know about Jacob he had lots of sons Con man, cool, that was a bit quick, friend. Con, <laughs> con man, yeah. Changed. Changed. He was a deceiving con man, but what happened to him over the years? He fought with God, didn't he? Yeah, and God changed him, and he realised, you know, uh, he was asking God permission where to go in the end, wasn't he? Shall I go down to here? Okay, Joseph and all that sort of stuff. And he was a man who started to live the resurrected life. He started fighting against it originally, but then he thought, this is futile. I am now doing what my God says. And are we in that? Are we in that? (laughs) Do we sometimes struggle and 
fight against the resurrected life. And, oh, okay. So whenever I see that phrase, the God of Isaac, uh, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I remember reading about that about 20 years ago, and it stuck with me. And that, that is the gospel, folks. And that's for you and I to participate in the gospel. Okay? And every day, remember the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. And if we, if we take those principles, that would be powerful for us. Okay? And we will see things beginning to happen. But we've got to cling to Jesus and him and put away our selfishness, put away our self-righteousness and just lay ourselves there for him to work in and through us. And so I was, I was thinking about this, because I can, I can say these things, and what, what, what's the point in saying them? What, what, do, we come, what do we come for? And I, I, wanna, I want us to participate today, you know, because Gordon's been talking about, um, about prophecy and uh, uh, praying. And I, I'd like us to pray for a couple of people. Um, uh, it was interesting. I, 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 I've got some people on my mind that I wanted us as a body to pray for. One of them was Joel, and he's walked out. So uh, <laughs> you've got to think on the hoof here. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, w- I was just going to ask us um, to, to, to... I was going to invite three people up here. Well, four, actually. Okay. Because I, I, I just want us to, 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 to pray um, and to, to, to move in, this, in some of this stuff that we're talking about, because it's really important. Okay, so I was, going to, I was going to turn three chairs around and just pray for, for three people and, uh, who, who, who have been in my heart, really. And uh, um, if you feel led to pray, I want you to come up and pray for them. Okay? And in, in this, uh, I'll, explain it. I'll explain it as we go, because uh, uh, some people might get cross with me here. <laughs> right, the, the, first, the first person I, I wanted us to pray for, and we'll, we'll get them all around... Uh, we're doing them all at the same time, is, uh, is my mother. Now, she won't talk to me for a week, so this is great. <laughs> okay? And, and Mum, I was going to ask you to come up here. I know she'll hate it. You, you come up here. And the reason I say that is because, the reason I say that is because my mum gives out a lot, but she doesn't receive much. Okay? So I want her to be prayed for. Okay? And I want people to pray for her. Okay? Okay? There's nobody else in my family. My kids are going berserk. He calls me. <laughs> okay? Okay? Um, the other people are Tobin and Jess. I'll put two chairs over there. You know, they're doing a work in Dines Green uh, in, a, in a hard area. And I, I, I want you to pray for them. Okay? So, if you t- Mary, what, what are you doing? <laughs> okay? And then, then, then the, okay, this might, these might be easy because we know them and we might have compassion. The, ne- the next person I've got is Peter. No, you go over there. Yeah. Okay. The, the next one is Peter. Peter, can you come and sit here? Now, you won't know Peter. You've never met Peter. Okay? But Peter's been in a, in a, in a good soil house and is leaving today. And I want him to be blessed. Okay? He's never been in here and you don't know him. And I'm really glad you don't. Not you know. But... But this, this is going to be quite difficult for you. I mean, it's really difficult for Peter. He's never been in, in a church like this before. And he's been vulnerable coming here to pray, uh, to allow people to pray for him. Okay? You're probably feeling vulnerable now. But take your eyes off yourself. Take your eyes off your self-righteousness and seek the Spirit of God. Okay? And let's start moving.
okay? Having compassion on people, okay? I'm not watching who comes and who doesn't come forward because you can pray right where you are. But I'm just saying, if you're feeling any compassion for anybody, feeling a heart for somebody, move forward, gather round and pray. And let's not go through motions. Let's remember the birth, the death and the resurrection of Jesus and see what he wants to say through his Holy Spirit for people. Because I want this to be an encouraging time for you, Mum. Okay? <laughs> and for Peter, and for these two. Okay? And I want them to know and encounter the words of God today through you. Are you ready to participate? Let's get involved, and let's move. And, uh, yeah, Lord, just, I just thank you for your gospel. And I thank you, Lord, that you are living and active today. And, Lord, may we be participants of your goodness, of your power, and of your love. Thank you, Lord, that it's all about you. It's not about us. We don't come here with any agenda to speak to these three, four people. But, Lord, I just pray that we'll just be vessels, we'll be branches for your vine to flow through today. And, Lord, I just pray that there'll be blessing and encouragements for people. And I thank you, your gospel is for every single day. It's not for banking, but it's for, it's for walking and moving in. So, Lord, just... Just bless this time, we pray, and bless these four folks up here. In Jesus' name, amen.